I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We are back. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Unscripted, the Cardiac Hill podcast. I'm your host, Corey Cohen. Uh, We were off last week, a combination of a couple things. Um, I came down with a really bad cold, mostly in my throat, uh, and I sounded like an absolute nightmare. Uh, And I had uh, a pair of games uh, that I was announcing last weekend, and then uh, this past weekend, and so I was trying to save my voice as much as possible. Plus, it was the uh, the Jewish High Holy Days, Yom Kippur was last week, uh, and so that takes up a, a good chunk where you do absolutely nothing but uh, reflect on your year and atone uh, and, and don't eat anything. So, because of all that, couldn't do an episode last week, uh, but this week, on, on the bye week, we will have an episode, and then now it's a short week because all of a sudden Pitt plays Syracuse this uh, Friday night, so just a few days away now. So we've got this episode where we're going to sort of do a midway uh, recap because fortunately for content purposes, the bye week came at sort of a perfect time where Pitt is literally halfway through the season and we can start to evaluate some stuff. So uh, basically what we're going to do, we're going to talk about where Pitt is Uh, We're going to sort of go through each unit, give them a grade, because in the preview episode, season preview, where I had Jim Hammett on, we went through each unit and we sort of talked about what to expect and who to look out for. And so now we're going to go through the unit and talk about, you know, who's been a standout. Uh, So we'll do that. Then we've uh, we've got some volleyball talk. We'll uh, hit just a second on pit basketball recruiting and, of course, name a Panther of the week. So first of all, uh, it pit football, they are four and two. And it's been a weird season. On one hand, they they very well could be, maybe should be five and one, should be ranked, could be ranked, uh, and and really having an impressive year. On the other hand, they could just as well be two and four. They could have lost to UCF. They could have lost to Duke, and both were right down to the wire. Both were incredible wins, but. Certainly not dominant wins, and because of that, the the team, you, you can't really tell a ton. And normally, six weeks in, you can tell. This team, not a ton. You can tell generally what they're good at and what they're not so good at, but you still can't quite tell how good they are. And now part of that is being a product of the ACC, where, especially the Coastal, where every team can lose to any team on any given day. And so the best team could be the worst team. I mean, anything can happen. And the other part of it is timing. So if Pitt played Virginia now, especially now we, we just got word that Bryce Hall, uh, their their star player, he is going to miss the rest of the season. If Pitt played Virginia now, I think the Panthers have a much better chance of winning that game, especially at home. But week one, Virginia was a lot more prepared for it, and Pitt took the loss. And it's going to be tough if Pitt wants to win the Coastal to overcome that, because even though Virginia lost this past weekend, 
Pitt still, they lose the tiebreaker, so they both have one ACC loss. Pitt needs Virginia to lose again, and then Pitt would need to win out, or UVA to lose twice, and, and Pitt has some flexibility, but still a whole lot to, to play. But yeah, it's Pitt is in an odd spot this year. You can't quite tell what's going on. They've had a lot of home games, so they've already had four home games. Uh, coming up in the back stretch of the season, they're going to have three home games, and those are going to be some tougher ones. They've already gotten the easy ones out of the way with Ohio and Delaware. And some of the road games are going to be difficult. And so looking at what we see, it's it's really difficult to figure out what they are. I mean, even the games that they've won, they've looked a little bit shaky. You talk about the Duke game and the fact that things were so topsy-turvy. It went from, wow, Pitt is crushing Duke. Things look great. Pitt can win the Coastal to fire everybody, burn this program down, they're going to blow it again, to, wow, what a comeback, former pit teams and pit coaches couldn't do that, and look at the resilience of this team. So, even in the wins, there have been ups and downs, and the losses too, I mean, it's it's just been a wild season. It's been exhausting, frankly. I mean, there's not a single game, maybe, I guess Virginia is the only game that was pretty much an open and shut, okay, yeah, that, that happened. I mean, Ohio, there was still a lot to, to get on the team for, and they certainly, they won, but they didn't look great. There was a lot to complain about. And then the Penn State game on the road, they lost, but they looked really good. And so then there was a lot to complain about, especially because of the decision to to not go for it on fourth and goal from the one. Then UCF, they beat, but again, it was an absolute crazy game, and, and you don't know how much you could take away from that. Delaware, they looked abysmal, and so there was not much, certainly not much positive you could take away from that. And then the Duke game, it was just so up and down that how on earth do you analyze this team? So the only way to do it is to just go unit by unit because it's really tough to, to have these big, widespread, empirical thoughts on this team because they're just extremely difficult to try to wrap your head around. So let's start with the coaches. For coaches, I gave them, let's say, a C plus, And I do think things are rising. I would say if you asked me after the Penn State game, that would be a D, D minus. I mean, like I said at the time, if Pitt goes on to have a bad season and they finish with, say, four wins or maybe even five wins, Pat Narduzzi might lose his job because that game was is used as the turning point. It could have been a win and it could have jumped them off into a into a great season, but instead things went awful and it was a horrible decision and things never turned around, blah blah blah. Well, fortunately for him, they've they've gotten two wins since then. Uh, excuse me, three wins since then then. And so he's starting to look pretty good again. So the grade is rising, but yeah, after that Penn State game, it had bottomed out. But since then, I think you've got to give him credit. You've you've uh, you've got to give Mark a good calling the pit special during that UCF game. Took some cojones, and they really came through. And and again, when you sort of compare it to previous coaching administrations, that's something that Paul Christ would not have done. Todd Graham would not have had that had them in that position. Uh, even Dave Wanstad, I don't think necessarily. It was always more of a, a conservative guy. So some of those things you you really do uh, appreciate. The defense, Randy Bates, he's 
got to get a ton of credit. Uh, uh, Charlie Partridge on the defensive line, the, D- the DL coach, he gets a massive amount of credit because they've played so well and they're missing their best player. So uh, you average it all out, and I think right now it's a C plus. If not for that Penn State decision, I would think it's probably a B plus, but maybe even higher. But because of that one decision, that knocks a full letter grade. And I think that's warranted. I think it was that bad of a call. But when you look at everything else, for the most part, they've done well. There have been problems with, for a while, they were only playing well in the second quarter. They they couldn't do anything in the second half. And certainly how they played in the Duke game, uh, how they had this big lead but then let it go, that does not inspire confidence. But then they got it back. And so, again, it's sort of crazy. But I'm going to go C-plus but rising for the coaches. At quarterback, I'm going to go B but also rising because Kenny Pickett at the start didn't look great. The first couple weeks did not have much to show for. And the Penn State game, it was not him that that kept them in that game. It was the defense. But then against UCF, he really stepped it up, and he had a great game. And then he was out against Delaware. The team looked awful, and so I guess Nick Patty takes a a little bit of a hit there. And then Duke, he had another great game. And so in back-to-back performances for Kenny Pickett, he's looked – Pretty excellent, dare I say. I mean, against Duke, he had 268 yards, three touchdowns. And uh, against UCF, he had 224 yards, one touchdown, plus then a receiving touchdown. And so you you add that all up, and I think, yeah, right now it's a B, but it's rising because of those past two games. He's looked better and better. And you have to think, this Friday, on the road against Syracuse, if he goes and puts on another really good performance, all of a sudden, everyone's talking about Kenny Pickett, and he seems to be that guy that everyone had uh, had hoped for, really, after his freshman year when he beat Miami to, to end the season. So I'll go B for, uh, for the quarterback position. Running backs, that's probably the biggest disappointment. I think a lot of us thought they were going to be better, and at times they've shown that they were better and look good, but they just can't be consistent. They can't figure out who the main guy is. They they can't figure out. I mean, it's somewhere between, so far, looks like it's somewhere between Sibley and A.J. Davis, but then Vincent Davis looks great. I think he might have the most talent on the team, but he's uh, only a couple yards above Valique Carter. The fact is, there's you've got four running backs, and they're about 100 yards from top to bottom the running back with the most yards to the running back with the least amount of yards. About 100 yards separates them. So you've got four running backs who are all just bunched up there, and no one has really looked great. Some guys have had standout moments, but no one's looked great. And I think because of all that talent, we thought they were going to be better. Because of how good Hall and Olison were last year, we thought that was going to sort of carry over and they'd be better. But it just hasn't been there. And so... Between Sibley, A.J. Davis, Vincent Davis, Philippe Carter, I'm going to go with a C-. And it's certainly not rising. It might be falling, maybe steady, but I'm actually going to say falling because lately they have not impressed. And uh, for Pitt fans' sake, they've, they've got to turn it around because you talk about that Duke game, nothing really happened on the ground. Sibley had an okay game, uh, but... Outside of that, yeah, there's there's nothing there. Uh, and uh, and so we'll see. Everyone's got to get healthy. That's been a big part of it. But as of now, I would say that's probably the most underwhelming unit. 
Looking at the receivers, so wide receivers and tight ends, I'll go B+. Plus because Taysier Mack has had an excellent year. Maurice French has looked really good at times. Between those two, they are carrying things. But there have been some drops. Shockey Jacques-Louis has not been as impressive as we thought. I think a lot of people thought he was going to have a bit of a breakout year. He's been quiet. Um, the tight ends seem fine. Nothing stellar. So because of Mack and French, you go B+. Plus, but because of... It, after that, I think there is a big drop-off, and I, I think you can't go any higher than that, even though the, the two top wides have been great. Offensive line, they're probably about even with the running back, so I'll go C-, minus. but they're not as underwhelming because they are better than they were last year. Now, that's a very low bar, but they're better, and we didn't expect them to be all that good, whereas the running backs, we expected to be much better than they are. And so I'll go C- minus for the offensive line. But again, that's about what we expected. Maybe you hope that they do a little bit better, and and we'll see what happens. But yeah, I would say offensive line will go C-. Now flip over to the defensive end. Defensive line, this is easily the best unit. They are an A+, without a doubt. They're rising, if, if that's even possible. They have looked excellent. Again, they're without Rashad and Keyshawn Kemp has has been really just something out of this world. I mean, he looks like a just a little mini Aaron Donald. And I mentioned Charlie Partridge, the, the defensive line coach, has looked excellent. Jalen Twyman has stepped up huge uh, as a defensive tackle. I mean, this has really been a unit that has impressed. It's the leader of the defense. They're the reason that Pitt has kept themselves in these games is the defense has played so well. If the defense wasn't great, Pitt loses to Delaware in an embarrassing fashion. They don't beat UCF. They're certainly not even in a game with Penn State. They they did give up a lot of points against Duke, but they there's no way that the offense can score more than they did against Duke on the road. The defense has been great, the defensive line especially. They've been the best unit on the team. They've got an A+. And then for the linebackers... I'll go B. I think they've done a good job. I think uh, they're they're pretty much what what we expected. Um, you, you talk about uh, uh, Phil Campbell; he's done a good job. Um, Johnson's done a good job. Uh, Salim Brightwell, as of late, I think that it's it's solid. I mean, the, the, to me, that seems like a very solid B grade. They're not rising; they're not falling, but they're, they're, they've been a solid unit all season long. you got to go B. And then defensive backs may be slightly underwhelming. I think people thought maybe they would be the best unit that Pitt had this year, not the defensive line. So a tad underwhelming, but still, they've been very good. DeMar Hamlin, Paris Ford had a big breakout game. Uh, Dane Jackson is, has had to step up a lot. Pinnock, Mathis. Uh, there have been some really big moments and some really good players back there. So I think we were all expecting an A. I think it's a little bit below that, but I'll go B+. But I would say rising. I could certainly see this this unit getting to an A in the near future if they keep it up because they've got a lot of talent there and they have played better as of late, just not quite as well as we expected. And then for special teams, I this is a tough one. I would say probably B-, but rising. Uh, Kirk Christodoulou at punt 
an underwhelming season last year. At kicker, Alex Kessman uh, started out looking really poor, and lately he started to turn it around a bit. The The underwhelming part is at returns, kick return, punt return. Pitt hasn't really had anything there, and so that takes a hit. So you combine it all, I think it's about a B-, minus. but because Kessman has been better as of late, I say the unit is rising, and if he can play as well as he did last year, plus Chris Dulu plays better, that can get to an A, and then if you get some returns in there, then you've got a really stellar special teams unit. So, what is next? Well, they've got six games to go. They're sitting at 4-2, and two, and just as we did at the beginning of the season, let's sort of just look down the schedule and, and see what we think is a win, what we think is a loss. So, this weekend is Syracuse on the road. Pitt opens at a slight favorite, but man, this to me is such a toss-up game. It's 50-50. I do think Pitt is the better team, but at the Carrier Dome, or the Dome, whatever they're calling it now, that's it's a tough one. I think DeVito could have a breakout. He probably won't. I think as a whole, the Orange have been overrated because they didn't play anyone last year. And I don't think they're that good, but they're good enough where they can have one good night. And I'm going to say Pitt wins the game moving because partly because of that bye week. I think they got up for it. I think they know what they can do at this point. They realize the opportunity in front of them. They saw Virginia lose this past weekend. They know they've got a real shot at the Coastal. And I think Pitt wins that game. But then... At home against Miami, I've just got a bad feeling. The Hurricanes have a lot of talent. I think Pitt loses that game. I also reserve the right to do the the switch, whereas if Pitt uh, loses on the road to Syracuse, then I think they beat Miami. Either way, I think they go 1-1 one and one for those. And then the big question is, can they win out the last four? Because they are clearly better than all four of those teams. They're at Georgia Tech. They're without, That has to be a win. Even though it's on the road, it absolutely has to be a win. At home against North Carolina, Pitt seems like the better team. And they're home. North Carolina, of course, always gives Pitt troubles. Narduzzi still hasn't beaten the Tar Heels. I think that's a win. But I'm not positive. At Virginia Tech, yes, I know it's on the road. And they'll play enter Sandman. But the Hokies do not look good this year. Their coach, Justin Fuente, may be fired. And then Boston College, to finish out the year, that should be a win. The Eagles don't look good. And so you could see four straight wins, and now you're talking about a nine-win season if they split between Syracuse and Miami. I don't think that happens, but I can very well see three wins out of there. I could see them maybe dropping the game to North Carolina and then winning the other three. Or if they somehow beat North Carolina, then of course they'll lose to Virginia Tech, even though they shouldn't. And they'll, they'd win three of those. So I think of the next two games, they probably split. That gets them to five wins. And then I think they win three of the last four. And look, that's eight wins. And if you can get to eight wins, especially after the start of the season, after losing to Virginia, after the Ohio game, you didn't look good. And then after Penn State which was maddening and everyone was pulling their hair out and calling for Narduzzi to be fired. If you can get to eight wins, that's better than I thought at the start of the season and certainly better than I thought after week three. And so I think seven wins, you look at it now, seven wins is the the goal. And by goal, I mean, if you don't reach that, this season is a disappointment. I think you need to get to seven wins to look back at the season and say, okay, 
that was that was a solid season. Now, seven wins is not great, and it's not that means that there'd be these losses along the way that would not inspire confidence. I think if you want to inspire confidence, you get to eight wins and then head toward next year with some stability, with a senior quarterback, with an easier schedule, and then go try to get nine, ten wins, whatever you can do. This year, I think the goal is seven. Uh, if they can get eight, which I think is possible, it'd be a dream. Anything above that, of course, you know, you you give Pat Narduzzi the world. But I think the goal is to get seven. You get to seven, and that's a solid year. You get to eight, and it's a great year. And we'll see. I think they absolutely can get to eight, but the expectation should be seven. That should be the expectation, the goal. They've got to hit seven wins based on where they've put themselves now. So we're going to take a quick break, quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll be right back to talk about uh, pit basketball, pit volleyball, and name a Panther of the Week. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, we are back. Um, Quick note on pit basketball. So things are going to be starting soon. They just had their Midnight Madness event. Wiz Khalifa was there. Big get for uh, the basketball program. Props to them for landing a real star to come to the event and a Pittsburgh star at that. Uh, they did land a recruit. Jeff Capel uh, got a six foot ten uh, big man, Max Amadison. I might have butchered that name. Apologies. I will learn it. Uh, this just happened, uh, but this is a team that uh, that needed a big man badly last year. And uh, and they need one for the future in the program. And so, of course, this won't be for this season. It'll be for next season, the 2020 class. But this is the start of what could be a really good class, what could be a top 25 class. And with Jeff Capel's credentials for recruiting, that's what he should get by the 2020 year. I mean, that, that certainly is, again, the expectation, the goal. And so we'll see what comes of it but this is a good start it looks like they've got some more to come we'll see but certainly a good start for Jeff Capel I also saw that at the uh, ACC media days they have the uh, anonymous survey of players and they ask them you know who do you think is the best coach in the conference and they ask a question who would you most like to play for and Jeff Capel actually got second which is pretty cool. Now they didn't ask. It's a small sample size. They they didn't ask a ton of players. Coach K came first. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Guy is probably the the most successful coach. Well, I would say maybe probably the best coach. John Wooden, I would say, is the most successful coach. Coach K probably the best coach uh, in college basketball history. And so there's no doubt that he's going to get first. But the fact that Jeff Capel got second, considering he's been there for one year, and didn't accomplish a ton now I think it was a good first season and I know we're all expecting a lot but it's not like he came in and all of a sudden everything's different but so to get second I mean that really says a lot about you as a person uh that that you inspire confidence and that you want you get players to want to play for you and that's certainly a good sign I mean Jeff Capel pulled above a lot of really 
big name coaches. I mean, he was above Roy Williams, and and Jim Beheim couldn't pass him. Uh, so it's it's really pretty incredible what they what he's been able to establish in terms of a culture, and we'll see how that translates to the basketball court. We saw it a little bit last year, but it certainly seems like things are going in the right direction. Now we have to talk about pit volleyball because this team. They deserve to be talked about. Uh, I mean, first of all, if you're not on the bandwagon yet, get on the bandwagon. There's still time. It's okay. But get on the bandwagon because they absolutely deserve it. Uh, right now, they are 17-1. and one. Uh, They are ranked third in the nation. Now, again, this is Pitt we're talking here. Pitt that isn't that good at any sports. And we all love them. But God help them. I mean, they, they, Pitt can never get that good. The range goes from bad to mediocre is probably the median to maybe decent is, is like the high point that we all expect from a Pitt team. And Pitt volleyball isn't just a really good or they're one of the best teams in the ACC. They're one of the best teams in the country. And they are just stacked. They are having another phenomenal season. Uh, They absolutely deserve your support. The athletes are having a ton of fun out there. They're a joy to watch. Dan Fisher is basically a god at this point. I mean, Heather Like should write him a blank check because of, uh, for all that he's done. And he's gotten a Pitt Panthers team onto the national stage. And how incredible is that when you think about it? And so... Yeah, we, we've we've got to talk about them. They've got a couple matches coming up. Now, one of them, I admit, is going to be tough to watch. Uh, I, I obviously encourage you to watch as much pit volleyball as possible. They have a game going on uh, simultaneously with the pit football game this Friday. So, that one is tough. Uh, but, just two days later, they're going to be at home uh, against NC State. Um, and so, if you're in Pittsburgh, you can absolutely go to that. Or they're, it's going to be on ESPNU. And so for a lot of these games, they're either on ACC Network, which if you don't have Comcast like myself, means you can't watch. It is maddening. Uh, or they're on ACC Network Extra and you can't get it. This game is on ESPNU. We can all watch it. So Sunday, 1 p.m. I know football's on, but let's, let's all watch uh, pit volleyball because they absolutely, absolutely deserve it. They're having another phenomenal campaign and, uh, they need to be talked about more. And so if you can go, absolutely go. But if not, if you're home, be sure to watch. I know people are going to be live tweeting it. It's going to be fun. Uh, and so join in on the action because, uh, it's an exciting time to be a pit fan because this volleyball team is, uh, is playing extremely well and uh, and again, they they deserve all the attention, and uh, and so because of that, because we always ask for a winner, Pitt finally produces a winner, and uh, we all need to be uh, giving them the credit uh, that they, because man, what a season! And so we'll see if it keeps going, um, but for now, things are looking really good. Meanwhile, Pitt women's soccer—they got their first ACC win in a couple years. Uh, Pitt men's soccer is looking really good. They just got a win over a ranked team uh, just a couple of days ago. They beat Virginia Tech, who was ranked, and uh, they beat them 3-1, to one, so that was a big one. Uh, they've got a big game at Penn State 
uh, coming up, and so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but, yeah, pit men's soccer, pit women's soccer, things are looking good for uh, for pit sports. And uh, that's something that um, that you don't see too much. And so I think... Yeah, I know we're all focused on on pit football, but overall the athletic department is looking really good. They seem to have some great coaches between uh, Dan Fisher with volleyball and uh, Jay Vitovich with men's soccer and Randy Waldrum with women's soccer. And, uh, you know, Pat Narduzzi's looking good right now. And then basketball, Jeff Capel and Lance White. It's a pretty good time to be a Panther. So try to take it all in. Things could be better, but they could be a whole lot worse. They're looking pretty darn good right now. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty exciting time. With that said, uh, Panther of the Week, uh, so it's bye week for football. Normally it's it's a football player, but because uh, it is a bye week for, uh, for football, um, we've got to give it to Pitt Volleyball again. Um, it's, it's tough to give it to one individual player because they have all been uh, spectacular. Um, Lexis Akeo is having another, uh, or excuse me, uh, just got another, um, uh, freshman of the week, rookie of the week award in the ACC. She's having a huge performance. Um, and, uh, but really, I mean, this entire team, uh, is, is just having another great year. Um, Kayla Lund is still absolutely stellar. Um, and yeah, I, I would say, it's just got to be the whole pit volleyball team. Dan Fisher, um, Kayla Lund at, at outside hitter, uh, one of the best in the conference. Um, uh, Alexis Akeo, uh as as the setter. I mean, this is a really exciting team. And again, you can all watch them on Sunday. I uh, would absolutely recommend you do so. So Panther of the Week, it is pit volleyball as a collective. They've been stellar and, uh, and really exciting to watch. It's a fun sport. And so, yeah, I, I know that... Uh, because Pitt plays on a Friday, you've got all Saturday to do whatever you've got to do, and uh, then Sunday at one at least you can uh, you can watch Pitt volleyball. So uh, that is it for uh, this edition of Unscripted. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be back on a regular schedule uh, back on Monday. In fact, we might even be a tad early. Uh, might come out on Sunday because Pitt plays on Friday. We'll see. I'll keep you posted. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter. I'm at Corey E. Cohen, C-O-R-E-Y-E-C-O-H-E-N. Uh, stay tuned to Cardiac Hill. A lot of great content coming out. Again, we're halfway through the football season. Really exciting time. Basketball's just around the corner. Ball sports are looking really good. Pit volleyball's exciting. So it's a, it's a fun time to be a Panther fan. Stay tuned to Cardiac Hill. Stay tuned to this podcast because we will be back next week and every week right here on Unscripted, the Cardiac Hill podcast.